So welcome, fellow human beings. The question for today is this. Do all religions worship the same God? In other words, is every faith just a different way to connect with the same God? And that discussion is coming up in a minute. It is good to have you listening. As always, I hope that uh, today's discussion will be beneficial to you. So myself and Afrida, we've had this uh, child matriculate in our house. That's about 10 years ago or so. Now, I won't mention his name because he will probably listen to this and know exactly who I'm talking about. And those of you who have met him will also know exactly who he is. He's such a cool guy. He's a half uh, African, half Canadian. Uh, he doesn't sit on toilets. He stands on them. He doesn't know what his name is and and his feet are flat. Uh, they We always joke around with him that uh, his feet sucks to the ground and it sounds like old Squidward from uh, Spongebob Squarepants. Anyways, he did his degree in theology and uh, so he knows his Bible and then he went and he, I think he got qualified in film, studying film and then he got into chefing and so he can make food and he's apparently studying a bit of cosmetology, which is cosmetics, uh, something related to that. So this guy is like multi-talented. He can, he can uh, slap you with the Bible while cooking a meal for you and plucking your eyebrows. And all, all, he can do all of that while recording it as well and making a video of it. Now, we haven't connected for a while. You know that uh, you sometimes have uh, friends that just ignore you for a few years and then suddenly they appear again. Yeah, well, that's exactly what happened to me. He's one of those those guys disappears for a few years and then you get a random phone call and when you when you talk to him again it feels like you've just never left each other and so he does Sunday school he's part of a church in in Cape Town and we were having a discussion about his ministry there and I decided to go check out the church's website that he's working at and I came across an interesting section um, on interfaith dialogue and what I read in that file shook me quite a bit and I decided to share that with you guys and just um, open that up for um, some some thinking and, and some picking it apart. Uh, and, I, and I've spoken about this before, but still, this seems to be a thing that needs to be addressed over and over again. Some people believe, including Christians, that all faiths are the same. Let's say that there is a mountain and God is at the top. Around the mountain, there are different roads that people have made to reach the top, to God. And each of these roads represent a religion, all of them trying to reach the same God. And so the different faiths are just ways that people have created to reach the same God. So all the religions are actually okay because they're all looking for the same God. Now, this mentality is is somewhat of a a postmodern nature. Uh, and, and those of you who don't know some of the key tenets of uh, postmodernism is this, that there are no absolutes. In other words, there's no black and white. There's no yes or no. Um, it is all just subjective speculation. Uh, so uh, one of the hard things that this generation understands is that truth actually exists. Um, much of the paradigm today is trying to push away truth. It's trying to push away the absolutes of truth. For example, Uh, you are a male, but if you think you're a female, that is then what you are. There's no such thing as male and female. Now, gender is all on a spectrum now, and uh, everybody uh, can be whatever they want to be. 
And similarly, so it is with religion. If that is your religion, then you are right. And the other guy in the other religion, he is also right. Whatever works for you, that is what is right. There's no ultimate truth. Let's keep everybody happy. That's the mentality. Now, I'm the first guy to say, you know what? We have a choice what we believe in. I'm the first guy to say that. But I do believe it is a huge problem if Christians start saying that all religions are the same and that Muhammad and Jesus and Buddha all believed the same thing because they didn't. They did not believe the same thing. They didn't have the same ideas. In actual fact, their ideas were directly opposite to each other. And I'm, I'm particularly appalled by uh, churches who promote such insanity because that's what it is. Ladies and gentlemen, we live in confusing times. Truth is being kicked out the door. I mean, I met an Anglican priest the other day who, who, you know, we started talking about ministry and I asked him if he makes disciples and, you know, what is his ministry about? And, um, and you know what he said to me, what just totally shocked me is that he, he told me that 50% of the priests in the Anglican church that he knows are actually atheists. They don't believe God exists, but they're men of the cloth whatever you want to call them. They are priests, preachers, pastors in churches. And 50% of them about, in his opinion, 50%, they don't actually believe that God exists. And I, so I asked him, well, why do they even bother with Christianity? I mean, go be a plumber or an engineer. And his, his reply was basically this. Well, it's easy money. I mean, you get a salary to uh, be there when there's funerals and, and weddings and you got to preach once a week on a Sunday and the rest of the week you don't really have to do so you can go visit people it's a very easy job and to, to do things you know uh, in an, for, for, for bucks so the lines of truth are being made blurry and there's a lot of confusion in the world the lines between sex and gender is getting blurry the lines between the religions are getting blurry the lines between mental illness and sanity is getting blurry nowadays somebody with gender dysphoria you will just say well you, you, no 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 that's normal that's that's normal it's not normal and the postmodern ideal is that the lines should become more blurrier and so what the new young generation is trying to do is trying to make all the lines as blurry as possible so that people struggle to get to truth and religion is just one of those ideas man all the religions are basically the same come from the same place you're made by humans um and and by the way the goal then ultimately is to create one world religion uh, that is apparently the goal of the pope and various world leaders is to create one world religion and if you don't believe that you can just go google that yourself so here are the two images that i found on that website that's going to guide us into this discussion today um i'm going to read to us the first one it is called the uh, the points of common agreement in world religions the points of common agreement in world religions uh, at the top of the page it says dawn of interspirituality the international conference in 2013 and then it says beneath that generated by the snow mass into spiritual dialogue convened over a 30-year period with religious leaders from the major world religions and so whatever these points there's eight points listed here these eight points seems to be the the conclusion or the summary of the fight or the findings 
of the dialogue that has taken place between various world religions and their leaders. So this is what they claim is the points of agreement between these world religions. And uh, I'd like to read that to you. And don't worry if it's uh, above your pay grade or it's a little bit complex. Don't worry, I'm going to explain it in just a moment. Number one, the world religions bear witness to the experience of ultimate reality to which they gave various names. Number two, ultimate reality cannot be limited by any name or concept. Number three, ultimate reality is the ground of infinite potentiality and actualization. Number four, faith is opening, accepting and responding to ultimate reality. Faith in this sense precedes every belief system. Number five, the potential for human wholeness, or in other frames of reference, enlightenment, salvation, transcendence, transformation, blessedness, is present in every human being. Number six, ultimate reality may be experienced not only through religious practices, but also through nature and art, human relationships, and service to others. Number seven, as long as the human condition is experienced as separate from ultimate reality, it is subject to ignorance and illusion, weakness and suffering. Number eight, disciplined practice is essential to the spiritual life, yet spiritual attainment is not the result of one's own efforts, but the result of the experience of oneness with ultimate reality. And I hope that you uh, got that idea there of ultimate reality. What does that mean? Well, they don't want to use the word God or gods or divine. They just use the word ultimate reality and they replace uh, that with God. Okay, now let me tell you. Uh, just quickly uh, about a Trappist monk by the name of Thomas Keating. He was a Catholic guy who in the latter part of his life lived in a place called Snowmass in Colorado in the USA. And so he chose to spend his time studying meditation. Uh, he immersed himself in Christian mysticism, uh, which is the practices of the monks in the 14th century. And many, many of his ideas paralleled the meditations of Eastern religions. So if you go look at this guy and you go look at what he did and, and what he stood for and what he studied, his meditations and his prayers, um, it is very much the same as Eastern religions, uh, Taoism, Jainism, uh, Buddhism. And so what this monk essentially was is he was he started developing a mixture between um, let's call it Christian meditation and um, other Eastern types of meditations. And so cre he, he created a form of meditation that is called centering prayer. And it fit really well with the culture of the time and is very uh, closely connected to New Age spirituality. Um, so from he, he was staying in Snowmass, he was this Trappist monk. And he arranged special meetings with the, some of the greatest leaders, spiritual leaders all over the world from the different faiths, in, including guys like the Dalai Lama. And they would come to Snowmass and they would have big discussions and they would have conferences. Um, and, and so based on these meetings, developed this document that I just wrote. Uh, sorry, that I just read um, from these meetings, developed these ideas. Now, these three points I just want to make about it. First of all, ultimate reality does not have a name. On this document, they don't want to give God a name. They just call it ultimate reality. But of course they won't give it a name. Because if they give it a name, it will distinguish it from others and draw a very clear line. And that's not what they want. And that is very, very sad. It is a denial. Calling God ultimate reality is a denial of the person who created us. 
The fact that there is no name is a referral to the idea that it is a force or a thing or the universe. It is not a person who made us. And that I've got a big problem with that. It's like saying that you've got a dad, but he doesn't have a personality or a name. That's essentially what they are saying. No, God or ultimate reality is it's not a person, but it's a force and a thing or the universe. You tell me, how can, how can something without a personality create a personality? How's that possible? That just doesn't make sense. The second thing that stands out for me is that ultimate reality receives different names from different people, according to that statement. All right. How does, how does that work? Essentially, we give, therefore, God his or her name. In other words, th this, this document assumes that human beings have made God up. We have created him. We created him and we've given him a name. And that for me is just. It, it is just not in line with the Bible. It's not in line with scriptures. It's not in line with the Christian faith. Um, thirdly, since there is one ultimate reality, all religions produce the same results in people. In other words, if all of these religions are actually looking towards the same result, uh, to, towards the same God or spirit or being, ultimate reality, then um, every Muslim and every Christian should be striving for the same thing, should be trying to do the same thing. Um, now, I don't have to go far to be clear about this, but Islam and Christianity, for example, produce exactly the opposite in people. Muslims, for example, kill for their faith. Christians die for their faith. And I, I know if you're listening to this and you're a Muslim, you're, you're already thinking, no, no, but it's, it's not true. Muslims don't kill for their faith. Um, when, I, when I talk about Islam, please note that I'm talking about the Quran, what the Quran says. And the Quran does say that that is to take place, that, that uh, lives are to be taken if it's in opposition to the faith of uh, Muhammad. I mean, uh, as, as some of you know, I've made some videos on, on Islam and I've had some threats over the Internet, uh, people who get very aggressive. And I think if they could find me, they would probably kill me. I mean, remember Samuel Pate, they cut off his head in, in, in France. So um, it's definitely uh, nothing in the Bible tells us to kill anybody. Yet the Quran is full of murder and strife. So I'm using that as an example just that the religions don't produce the same thing. Um, all right. So the big problem with this mentality is that it suggests that God has not revealed himself. God has not given us a revelation. Uh, just walk with me for a second. I mean, so there is a God that creates the world. Okay. The universe, and the world. And. He probably does that for a purpose, but he never tells us why he does it. He never reveals himself. He says, okay, I am going to create everything, but I'm just going to leave it up to you guys to find out. You can make up your own stuff and you can experience me in some way. And yeah, whatever you come up with, that is just going to be fine. It, it suggests, this mentality suggests that God has not spoken to us. It, it assumes that there is an ultimate reality, but they don't want to call it God. The moment you call it God... The, 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 the questions then mount up. Well, which one? What is his name? If he is a person, surely he has a personality. Calling it ultimate reality is robbing it of being a person. And so it assumes something uh, that is not a person has uh, created a person. And that just doesn't make sense. When I speak of um, revelation, I speak about the scriptures, uh, the Bible, the Quran, the Vedas. And these revelations, they differ from each other. They don't speak the same thing. The gods have different names. Okay? We've spoken about this before. 
in, in, in Islam, we speak of Allah. In Christianity, we speak of uh, Yahweh. They, they've got different names. Um, the expectations of the gods are different. In Islam, you've got to eat certain food, wear certain clothes, and pray certain prayers. In Christianity, it is all summarized in love. In Hinduism, you've got things you've got to do. In Taoism, you've got things that you've got to do. These are all different things. Um, either, either those scriptures were written by human thought, or they were written by divine thought. Now, you go to a Muslim and tell him that the Quran came from Muhammad, not Gabriel. Uh, what will he tell you? You go to any Muslim, you say that to him. He will not believe you. He will not agree with you. You go to a Christian and tell him the Bible is not God-breathed. And that God was not involved in the writing of the Bible. And that Christian won't agree with you. And so the world religions believe their gods have spoken. That's what all religions believe. Their gods have spoken. And what these gods have spoken is not the same thing. And we have a problem, therefore. Either all the religions are wrong, or only one is right. If they are all wrong then life and science make no sense. Because life and science and our experience on earth, it is, if we take that into consideration, it is much more reasonable to say that there is a God than there is no God. And so if, 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 all, of them, if all of them are wrong, then there is no God. And that means that life, nothing makes sense on the planet. Or one of them is right and the rest is wrong. And that's up to each one of us to go find out. But that can't all be right. And that's what this church suggests. This church suggests that all religions are right. Yet, they disagree fundamentally. It's impossible. And that brings me to another image that I saw on their website that I'd like to read to you. And this one is called the Golden Rule. It starts off with a, with a heading, the primary teaching of every religion. And I'm going to read you. They've got nine religions that they're listing here. Christianity. Uh, Christianity, they quote Jesus in Matthew 7 verse 12. that says, in everything, do to others as you would have them do to you. For this is the law and the prophets. Then they quote Sikhism. I am a stranger to no one and no one is a stranger to me. Indeed, I am a friend to all. That's Guru Granth Sahib. Then they quote Islam. Not one of you truly believes until you wish for others what you wish for yourself. That is in the Hadith. Zoroastrianism, do not do unto others whatever is injurious to yourself. Shayast na shayast. Then there's Hinduism. This is the sum of, of duty. Do not do to others what would cause pain if done to you. That is in Mahabharata. Then uh, Buddhism, treat not others in ways that you yourself would find hurtful. That is Udana Varga 5.1a. Then there's Judaism. What is hateful to you, do not do to your neighbor. This is the old Torah. All the rest is commentary. And he quotes from the great um, Rabbi Hillel in the Talmud, Shabbat 31a. And the last two, Jainism. One should treat all, all creatures in the world as one would like to be treated. Mahavira Sutra Kritanga. And then Taoism, the last one. Regard your neighbor's gain as your own gain and your neighbor's loss as your own loss. And for those of you who do not get what's going on here, let me just explain to you what's going on here. They are using this photo to say that all the religions basically say the same thing. They are quoting verses from each one of these nine religions. And if you listen carefully, they basically say the same thing or don't they? The possibility that every religion has a verse that seems to be very similar still doesn't mean that they all seek the same thing and that all the religions are correct. So a few observations from my side. Is it possible that all religions could borrow from others? Is that possible? 
Because when I listened to these nine, when I look at these nine texts, I went to go find out, but when were they written? Because if I say something today and five years from now, somebody says the same thing, isn't it possible that that person could have borrowed what I said from me? Because it was said before he actually said it. So I studied this briefly and then I found the following, that the oldest text quoted there is that of Judaism in five the 5th century BC, and then we have Hinduism in 4th century BC, Zoroastrianism in the 4th century as well, Jainism in the 3rd century BC, Islam 9th century AD, Taoism 12th AD, 12th century AD, Sikhism 1200 years also after Christ, and Sikh, yeah, as, yeah, so you basically have all of, all of those were, were, were written and the first one that was written was that of Judaism and Christianity flows from Judaism. So how do we not know that this idea of the golden rule wasn't written down by the ancient Jews and then afterwards only uh, continued to be copied by the various world religions? Just because religions have something similar doesn't mean the differences are insignificant. So the, this heart of, the heart of this effort here, I find, is, is that they're trying to find similarities between the religions in order to create unity. So let's get the religions together. Let us find something they have in common and focus on that. So we focus on what we have in common and not our differences. But the problem is this. The differences are huge. Jesus, for example, said, nobody comes to the Father except through me. That is a huge statement. You can't exclude that. You can't say, well, you know what, let's all be friends. But just remember, Jesus is the only way. Okay, the Quran says there's no God but Allah. Okay, Jesus himself claimed to be God and the Muslims claim Jesus is not God. So this is fundamental. If we, if, if we want to create one religion, we'll have to agree about the fundamentals. Um, you cannot ignore the differences. You cannot build a relationship on one thing that you have in common and then throw away the differences. It's silly to think like this. It is like being being in an arranged marriage and you don't want to be married to this person, but you, you've got to make it work. And then you say, okay, well, let's just focus on the things that, that we are the same in. We both like pasta. How will a relationship survive if both agree that they like pasta? What about the other things? That is, is the way that you wash your washing, uh, whether you brush your teeth or not. Um, there are a million things. I mean, a relationship like that will not last just based on one thing that they have similar. Um, the only way to bring all religions together is to destroy them all and create a new one based on different, a uh, different foundation, based on a different way of thinking. And that will never happen because I tell you now, a Muslim will not give up his faith. Hindus won't give up their faith and Christians won't give up their faith. It's just not going to happen. And I'm sure the Eastern religions, neither will they. There's a third thing that we need to point out. The golden rule doesn't mean the same thing in all these texts that I've quoted here. Um... The golden rule says, do unto others as you want them to do unto you. And that is a very, that is a very difficult um, statement that is really open for debate. I mean, even Christians have to go relook at that and go look at the context of what Jesus said there in Matthew chapter 7. The story is told of, a, of a, uh, an island that got flooded through a tsunami and there's a monkey in the tree. And the monkey is in the tree and, he's, and he sees this fish swimming in the water below him. Um, uh, just the tree tops on are not covered by water, and there's a monkey hanging hanging on for dear life. And he sees this fish swimming in the water beneath the leaves, and he 
and he, he thinks to himself, you know, what is the golden rule? Do unto others as you want them to do unto you. And so he, what, what would you want to happen to you? You would want somebody to save you from the water, right? And so you put your, he put his hand into the water and he grabbed the fish and took it out of the water. Little knowing that that would cost the fish his life. Do you get the problem? Um, do unto others as you want them to do unto you is sometimes a very difficult and a very debatable thing. Okay, maybe it should be more like do unto others as they would want to have to to have been done to them. Um, we cannot always wish for other people um, what we wish for ourselves because we're all different. And this is so often why um, relationships break up and, and why we hurt people. So just this concept of the golden rule is debatable. We also have to take note that the most of these quotes do not come from the original texts. They don't come from original, God-breathed, uh, or in, believed to be inspired texts. For example, um, the one about, from Islam is, is quoted from the Hadith. It doesn't even come from the Quran. Okay? The Judaism quote doesn't come from the Torah. It comes from the Talmud. The Jews don't believe that the, the, the Talmud is God-breathed like the Torah. So what has happened is, is that these people have gone and they've, they've looked through all of the religious writings of, of a faith and they went to look for that verse that sounds similar to another verse in another faith and sort of use that to say look the religions are saying the same thing they're actually not saying the same thing another thing we can point out is that Jainism contradicts all the other faiths there Jainism uh, let's just read that again the one on Jainism says one should treat all creatures in the world as one would like to be treated all the other um, quotes here from the religions don't talk about creatures, but talk, talk about people, talk about others. So Jainism is reaching out to animals in the same way as humans. Now, in, in other words, Jainism is saying treat an antelope the way that you would want to be treated. Uh, treat an ant the way that you would want to be treated. And that goes pear-shaped very, very quickly um, because we kill animals. We slaughter them. We eat them. We do it to plants as well. Uh, so we got it. Yeah. So there's there's a big contradiction there. Sikhism contradicts Islam. For example, the Quran is saturated with the idea that Muslims should not befriend unbelievers. And Sikhism says everybody's my friend. Islam says no, everybody's not my friend. So even if you look at these statements that are sort of trying to be portrayed as saying the same thing, they're actually not saying the same thing. Ladies and gentlemen, let me conclude, and I hope you didn't get lost through this process. All religions don't have the same origin. They don't come from the same place. They don't come from the same date. They don't uh, have the same core teachings. They don't have the same gods or the same number of gods or the same type of gods. They all differ. Okay. If there was a God, if we say that there is a God, which is what all these religions say, if there is a God then it is only reasonable and it is only rational to note that that God would have revealed himself to us. And he has. He has revealed. If he's a person, he would create us for a purpose and that purpose he would then reveal to us. And various faiths, most of the religions claim that the gods have revealed uh, to us. And so what we've got to do is we've got to go look at these revelations and then decide, 
which is most in line with our lived experience what makes most sense i've studied this extensively i'm still learning and to be honest with you my lived experience taking into account science taking into consideration the world taking into consideration the concept of love the deepest desires and the needs of the human race taking into consideration the finality of death there is only one faith that adequately deals with the human condition there's only one faith that makes sense and that is the god of love the god who describes himself as a god of love who 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 pays for our sins who doesn't stay out there away from us but he comes and he lives among us reveals himself to us and that by the way is a very very important statement about jesus if all religions are fine and right what do we make of jesus If someone does not believe Jesus is who he said he is, if they don't believe the evidence and the witnesses of the historical records, then that is fine. Then call yourself an atheist or a Hindu or a spiritualist, but don't claim to be a Christian and say the other religions are also correct because it's irrational, it's not factual, it's contradictory. There is not and will never be unity between the religions regarding ultimate reality regarding God because each religion claims exclusivity and the religions who don't are they not really religions but cultures and types of I don't know clubs or whatever you cannot be a christian and say that other religions are fine why because jesus said i am the way the truth and the life nobody comes to the father except through me now you could call yourself a christian and not believe in the bible and that is then a separate issue but you are not a disciple of jesus if you were you would believe what he says now let's go back to that church that church also accepts transgenderism in children and therefore they also accept for example and say that homosexuality is fine it's not a sin like fornication and adultery and those sins and that is a problem these are things that are clearly contradicting scripture and christians need to be aware that there's a form of christianity emerging very strongly that sees the bible as an outdated book that could or could not be followed there's no such thing as a disciple of jesus that rejects any word in the sacred canon of scripture and so we have to be very very careful it's very sly when you listen to the arguments of people regarding what the one world religion all faiths are fine all types of sexual orientation is normal no it's not we've been created by a god we've been made in the image of god we've been created for a purpose to procreate he created male and female he came to the earth he revealed himself he came to show us what he's all about and that is simply one thing love it is your greatest need my greatest need it is what gives us the greatest passion it is what fills our hearts it is it is totally relevant to our lived experience so on this journey just be careful be careful to fall into the trap of saying or believing that everything is just subjective when it comes to faith and religions either what jesus said is true or jesus was a liar and we don't know what to do with the facts of his resurrection have a fantastic week love you all bye